Before we start today's video, I just wanted to give a quick happy birthday shout out to Safa. I hope I said that right. They joined my Sunday live stream this past week and said it was their birthday today, so happy birthday, Safa. I hope you have a lovely birthday, and I hope everyone else enjoys the video. Well, it's another day. My alarm clock is going off again. I hit my alarm clock to keep it quiet. I don't hit snooze. I'm not stupid. I know myself. If I close my eyes again, a few hours will probably fly by before I wake up. Then, I will be way late for work. Nope, that's not going to happen. Not again. I can't afford that. I need to keep this job to pay off my credit card bills, my student loans, and daily expenses. You see, my problem is that I discovered credit cards while in college, and then American expressed myself into more debt as I grew older. But I can't help myself. I love getting food delivered with Stuber grub and taking advantage of other simple but small luxuries that really add up every month. When people try to talk to me about climate change, ethnic cleansing, or other topics, I give an appropriate facial expression, horror, disdain, sadness, and then I nod along and exit the conversation as quickly as possible. I've got my own problems to deal with before I can worry about peace in the Middle East. So, here's my morning routine. I ease into consciousness and reach for my G-phone. Then I tap on this popular application called Smixmock. It's this, uh, this crazy popular Chinese video social media application where you can create very short videos and then watch tons of other videos. Most people think it's popular because you can see tons of beautiful girls doing suggestive dances on there. Well, I can verify that they do a great job at being seductive, but it's got a lot of other content, too. Ranging from comedic commentary on the latest political situation to other interesting niche videos to watch. What is amazing about this application is that it serves up fresh content each and every single day. It's like it knows exactly what will keep my attention. So yeah, I watch various clips from my feed for at least 30 minutes before I'm ready to face the day. If <laughs> if I didn't have any obligations or responsibilities, I swear, I I'd probably continue to swipe through it for hours on end. I then turn to Athena, and I tell her to play a 70s rock mix, and some Janis Joplin to really get my morning started. I ask her to tell me the weather and the top news of the day, and to tell me my agenda for the day. Before I head out, if I remember, I usually tell her to order some groceries from Holistic Foods, so I can have it delivered to me by the time I come home. I don't want to worry about picking up my brown eggs, my lactose almond milk, and 100% whole wheat bread, as well as my large packet of Fiesta Blend cheese and my probiotics from the grocery store on the way back from work. Getting groceries by myself? Right after work? Pfft, forget about it. I know I can trust Athena, 
because she'll make the order and have it delivered by 6 p.m. So, all right, I'll grab my wireless headphones and then it's time for me to head out the door. I hop into my Sonda Discord and drive over to my local train station. It's colder than my ex-girlfriend right now, but boy, am I glad that I'm wearing my thermo-warm jacket today. It's got this this internal uh, heating component that keeps you warm like a, like a Texan in the Sahara. I park my Sonda and head over to the train. I'm right on time. I quickly grab a seat before someone else takes it, and I get comfortable. I pull out my G-phone, click on G-tube. It is creepypasta time. Yep, uh, my commute is filled with spooky stories from the dark web and post-apocalyptic worlds. I scroll to the channel of my favorite narrator, As the Pterodactyl Dreams. So now, I am fully engrossed in his creepypasta narrations. The first story plays. It's pretty good. It only lasts for about 12 minutes or so, but I wish it went on for longer. That story? It could have a sequel. And there were so many questions left unanswered. The current stop is Furio Station. I've got another 20 minutes before I've got to get off at my station. Well, 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 that means I get to choose another story. Click. The story starts playing. It's about this lunatic that goes into people's houses in the evening, ties up the people that live in the house, conducts seemingly random acts of violence, and then has his way with the women in these homes. It's strange because the report indicates that he always goes into their kitchen and makes himself various types of sandwiches after he's done his evil deeds. Believe it or not, that was a true crime story. Morbid? You bet. <sighs> it is a crazy world out there. There's some real troubled people. And that is when I hear you are now arriving at Westminster Station. It's time to get out. They don't ask you for your tickets anymore. It's all electronic now. I don't know how they do it, but they can tell who is who. I think it has something to do with the facial recognition technology that they've installed recently. That's coupled with the sensors that we walk through every time we get on the train. It makes it to where they can track and charge your card for your train usage. It's... It's pretty cool, and scary how they can tell who it is, even as most people have different types of masks on. I wonder how they reduce homeless people on the train. Do they just count those people as a given? I walk for about five minutes and I'm at my workplace. I'm glad I don't work in the heart of the city. That would take more time, and I hate seeing the clusters of homeless people that congregate in that area. There was this one time that I was walking around in the heart of the city, and this strange sense that I was being followed by someone from one of these clusters. I turned around and someone was there. I remember feeling anxious and saying something along the lines of, could you stop following me or back up a bit? This isn't a comfortable situation, and I feel afraid of you. To my surprise, the homeless guy took a puff of his cigarette and said, I'm scared of myself, and then backed off. How does that clustering of homeless people even work? 
why is it that you can find groups of homeless people right next to skyscrapers? Those who live on the margins mixed in with people who build their collective wealth by increasing their margins. Huh. What a world. Anyway, eh, I work in this rather quaint part of town. In a quiet, mid-sized business. What do I do? Data entry. You know, the type of job that asks you for a high school diploma, 45 words per minute, basic computer knowledge, and punctuality. Yeah, that's me. I work at a medical billing company, and boy am I glad to have this job. The staffing company, Talent LLC, told me that this was one of the last jobs they had on hand. I believe it too. The economy hasn't been great over the last 10 years because of this huge financial crisis that came out of nowhere. But that's not all. The gradual rise of technology continues to march on and slowly eat away traditional jobs while making our lives easier. But something else has dragged financial progress down even further. Around eight months ago, we noticed a global spike from an overseas virus. There's been a lot of talk about the origins of the virus. Some say it came from a mysterious lab and it's a foreign government bioweapon. Others say that it came from some interaction with a bat. Whatever the case may be, that random or planned event has been affecting the world in more ways than one. Governments all over the world have made it to where businesses can only operate at a small level. Some even mandate that certain types of non-essential businesses stay closed. They did this to curb the spread of this contagious virus, only it's having mixed results. It's definitely hurt a lot of small businesses, and has hurt many at the individual level as well. From an increase in the decline of mental health to financial issues. Meanwhile, many people are afraid to spend money and move around as they fear losing their jobs due to cutbacks. Or maybe even getting a bad case of the virus. People aren't even going on flights like they used to. It's about half of all total travelers as what it was compared to a year ago. There's cars snaking around several blocks as they wait in line to get food in a socially distanced manner at food banks. Crimes are slowly going up in a couple of large cities, and then finally, there's seemingly a lot more anger and sadness in the world today. Thankfully, a few companies have worked vigorously to come up with this new type of vaccine to combat the contagious virus. They've got all the right approvals, and they're finally rolling it out to the public. Everyone is expecting that everything could be back to normal within eight months or so. But I don't know. I've got this strange feeling that it's going to take longer. Much longer. I mean, just think about it. It's easy to tear things down, but way harder to build them back up. Sure, at least, we'll be able to go eat out at a restaurant, or go see a latest sci-fi thriller at a movie theater, and hold parties without thinking about putting someone else's life in danger. But it seems to me that we've got a long way to go before we get back to the regular way of life. So, am I happy to do this job during these times? You betcha. Does the future look bleak? Eh, not to me. I think it's it's all a matter of perspective. 
There's a lot of changes happening, and technology is taking off as more people adopt it to communicate, to stay in touch, to ensure productivity in the workplace that it continues. Unfortunately, even though I could do my work remotely, my company is living in a different era. They still want everyone to show up, masks on, and ready to go. I think they like to make our lives just a, a tiny, <laughs> a tiny bit more miserable, just for fun. I need to look for another job, but for some reason, I am mentally trapped in this one. It pays decent, but I don't have any particular interest in it. It feels like I'm running on a treadmill, like I'm not going anywhere. I need to snap out of my funk, but still have not found the solution. And just then, a Billy, a middle-aged, balding co-worker, walks into the room. He's got troubles of his own. He's got a smoking habit he's been trying to kick ever since I met him, a few exes he pays alimony to, and another child on the way. But he's wearing a positive vibes only t-shirt and some dark jeans this guy really thinks that he's one of the kids yeah billy has a colorful life he says hey man what's up i nod he takes his mask off and sits right next to my cubicle he takes out some snooze places it in his mouth then he turns to me shows me a funny video from smixmock <laughs> I, I laugh politely and try to go back to work. Billy's been known to have a bit of a rage, so I tend to indulge his videos, even if they aren't particularly funny or interesting. He then tells me that he's excited about the latest season of this new show coming out on Cadabra Advantage. It's called The Youths. The premise of the show revolves around egotistical superheroes. They're about justice, but they're far from the choir boys like Superman, Spider-Man, your typical superheroes. They go over the top with their mischief when they aren't answering the call of duty. He tells me it's, uh, it's hilarious, crazy, and entertaining, and that I've got to check it out. He's been telling me to watch it ever since I met him, but it just doesn't seem that interesting to me. I change the subject and say, hey, uh, you order any interesting products from Kadabra recently? Kadabra uh, is this company that works in over 12 different countries, shipping out products to people within two days, if you're a Kadabra uh, Advantage member. If you're wondering, yes, I'm a Kadabra Advantage member too. People pay around $119 per year for the privilege of speedy delivery and access to a wide variety of other perks, from discounts to new shows to a whole lot of movies via their streaming platform. In addition to other things, Kadabra will send you your favorite pair of sneakers while at the same time letting you save files and run websites through its servers. If Kadabra even acts like it's going to step into a particular market, companies in that space get scared. Kadabra is everything. I think back to Athena, the Kadabra virtual assistant device. Athena knows more about me than my own family. Billy tells me, Actually, yeah. I did order something off a of Kadabra the other day. I got this new quadcopter that I'm really excited about. It usually costs around $8.50, but I got it for less than $4.99 because I'm a Kadabra Advantage member. You know, Kadabra offers exclusives on its products to Kadabra Advantage members. 
As he kept droning on, <laughs> I realized why I didn't have as much motivation to move on to the next job. I needed the next job to be better than this. My next gig had to have more opportunities, better pay, better people. I have to be immersed in the position, learning something, growing, and feeling like I'm doing something with my life. I'm getting lost in my thoughts, but Billy brings me right back to present reality. He says, Hey, Lucas, anything new with Athena? He doesn't have one of those devices yet, but tells me that he'll buy one pretty soon. By this question, I surmise that he means, is there any new feature with Athena? <laughs> I say no, not that I've noticed. Anyway, a few hours later, while I'm on break at Jimmy's house, a local restaurant, with Billy, Sonny, and a few other co-workers, I order a classic chicken fried steak with brown gravy, mashed potatoes, and some iced tea with extra lemon. And that type of order is par for the course. I don't usually experiment when it comes to food. I say why go for the unexpected when the tried and true doesn't disappoint. I glance over at my G-phone, and to my surprise, I see an advertisement for quadcopters. <laughs> what the... I never looked it up. Did they hear my conversation with Billy a few hours ago and then send me the ad? Hmm. That's something that will always surprise me. How targeted these advertisements are getting these days. It's like someone is right there in the room with you listening in over conversations. There's a TV droning on in the background. I sift through different smixmock notifications on my phone. There's some other notifications too, like when to update my phone and some other nonsense that I don't really care about right now. I pick up random phrases from the television. I'm half-heartedly listening to it. The Nasdaq is down 300 points today following more reports of the virus. Congress has yet to release any further details on another stimulus package. It's been six months and investors are getting antsy. The UK has instituted a new tier system in locking down different parts of the country, according to the level of cases. I want to yell at someone to change the channel, but I'm generally a polite person and know that other people want to listen in on the latest news. The television drones on. The attractive, golden-haired reporter woman states, In other news, we should be expecting some interesting solar phenomena over the next few days. I'm interested in space-related activity, so I glance over at the television. It's... It's as if she knows that the only thing I'm interested in, and she wanted to spite me. She quickly moves on to the next segment, and says, Alright, back over to you, Jim. And Jim goes over into the weather. Sonny interrupts my train of thought by saying that he's excited to have a few matches on Smoosh. He points his phone in my direction, and flips through some of the matches. Some of them seem god-awful, but a few of his matches seem like there's potential. One of the chicks he's matched up with has a funny line in their profile. I'm rich, good-looking, and I've got a rapist wit. I think that's from a movie, but it shows that she has a sense of humor. Eh, I like that. It takes real guts to put yourself out there, and show more parts of you. You know, like your humor and personality in an otherwise sterilized world. We get our food. It's alright. Nothing special. It's not good or bad. It's not remarkable in the least. 
It's certainly nothing to write a yeet review about. We finish eating and walk outside. It's sunny, there's a slight breeze, it's fantastic weather. Sunny points out a dead bird and asks, What's up with all these dead birds? I see more of them around town these days, just lying there lifeless. I wonder what the deal is. He then says, Is it true their stomachs explode if you feed them rice? I say, what? What are you talking about? Where do you even come up with these questions, man? And I then say I've never looked into it before. The others laugh. I say you could be right, but I genuinely have no idea. (sighs) We head back to work, and the hours pass on. For some reason, the light starts to flicker in our office, and then turns off for a few minutes. Before they go back on again, our computers also turn off. We're all surprised, so we look around to see what happened. The manager, Isabella, an attractive, slim Greek brunette, walks up to the front of the room and says that it's nothing to worry about and that we should all go back to work. She walks over to me and tells me that she's scheduling a one-on-one with me for a week out to conduct a, a general performance review. Has it really been that long, though? Long enough for me to get a performance review? Wow, the months do fly by pretty fast. I don't even know why they do these performance reviews. They have software that tracks productivity, punctuality, and other key performance indicators. The software, Eyes, gave you all the information you needed to know about a certain employee. I didn't really get the point of middle managers like Isabella. Why did they matter? What did they even do or have? People skills? (laughs) How did that contribute to anything? Anyways, I make a note of the meeting in my mind and get on with the rest of the workday. I glance over at the clock. It is finally 5pm. I navigate to the X button on my browser window and close it out for the day. Billy says, hey, later man, I'll catch you tomorrow. I sigh and say, sure man. He asks if everything's alright, and says, I think you need some Prozac or some weed, man. You've been kind of mopey over the last few days, and I don't like that negative energy around me, man. I'm just, like, sure. (laughs) And head off to the train. I pop in my headphones and listen to a true crime story on the way back to my stop. This one was about an ex-cop turned serial killer. It was especially scary because it was about a cop who knows how not to get caught. I think it was about the famous Golden State Killer. Then, the lights flicker, and the train comes to an abrupt halt. I then hear a high-pitched scream. I thought it was a lady, but it was actually some macho-looking dude wearing judo attire. Our train driver announces that everything is fine, but that we seem to be having some technical difficulties. He'll have to go to manual override. It takes about 20 minutes to get the train back in motion, but we're back on track. I finally get to my stop. I jump in my Sonda Discord and head back home. The delivery lady, an older chain-smoking Irish lady, stops by with my groceries. I put the groceries away, eat some leftover Chinese food, put my phone to charge, and then ask Athena to play some deep web stories before I go to sleep. The next morning, I wake up. It's daylight out. What? Oh no, what happened to my alarm? Oh, fuh, I think. 
I'm going to be late. I don't need this on my profile. And right before the one-on-one, -on -one, it's just my luck. I glance over at the alarm clock, and it's dead. What? What is going on? I try to turn on my phone, and it's dead. Fuck. I swear, I put it to charge last night. What happened? It's too late for a shower. I swig some peppermint schnapps to freshen my breath, eat a trail mix bar, and then head out the door. I hop into my Sonda Discord, and I race off. I can't go to the train station, it's too late for that. I'll bite my losses and go straight to work, but something strange is going on. For some reason, there's been a 20-car pileup. It's a massive accident. Really, today of all days, they had to go ahead and get into an accident? Come on! I've got to get to work! It doesn't look like I'm going to get anywhere in this traffic, but I can't get out of it. There's a long line of cars behind me, and there's nowhere to go. Hmm? Looks like I'm stuck for another hour or so. The police aren't even here yet to clean up the damage. I get out of my car, and I notice that the signals aren't working. They aren't even blinking. They're just dead. One of the drivers in traffic yells at me. He says, Hey man, it's like this all over town. I took an alleyway to get out of a 10-mile backup just a few blocks over. I think, what the hell is going on today? I ask the driver, hey, can I borrow your phone? I need to call into work. He looks at me and smirks before going into an outright laugh. Didn't you hear? The phones aren't working. There's something wrong with the lines. Mm, I don't believe him. I frantically walk over to another driver and ask if I can borrow their phone to call into work. She says no. I rush over to try another one and they oblige. And he says, sure, you can try, but it won't do any good. I've been trying to call people for some time now, and it's not going through. I'm in a state of dismay. I have no idea what's going on, but it seems like a massive power outage and telephone outage. I know something is going on. I can feel it in my gut. I have no idea what it is, but I know I need to stock up. I drive off the median, past the grassy knoll, to get away from this traffic. Let me see if I can try the Mr. B's by my house to get some supplies and a hold of a phone if it works. I get to Mr. B's and walk up to this masked brunette. She's wearing this extremely form-fitting loungewear. It's Heather. She's been working for here ever since she got out of high school. I asked her to hand me the phone so I can call my workplace and tell them I can't come in. She then says it's not working, but that I can give it a go. She's right. Nothing is happening. I try dialing, but nothing goes through. I ask Heather, what's going on? She's just standing there, chewing gum, saying that nothing is really working right now. That she was only at work because she walked over and that was when the shift started, but it seemed like the generator kicked in. Besides that, it doesn't seem like the register is working or transmitting any information. And she couldn't process any transaction unless it's cash. Boy... Am I glad that I went to the bank a few days ago and got some cash then? I hand over 200, grab some non-perishables, and head home. There's nothing I can do. The power's out, my cell's out, and I'm just here. Existing. A few hours go by. It, it feels like forever and a day. I make myself a tuna sandwich by mixing a little sliced lettuce, some black pepper, a lot of mayo, and a dash of relish. 
It's almost 9pm, but it's still light out. That's strange. How is it clear as day? And why is the sun as high as it is during the high noon? It's funny because I feel tired and sleepy and I'm bored out of my mind. And before I know it, I'm asleep. I wake up a few hours later and I'm drenched in sweat. I glance outside and it's still light out. Seriously, what is going on? I walk outside and it's a scorcher. I swear I could fry an egg on the asphalt or on my car's dashboard. My soles start sticking to the asphalt. God, it is so hot outside. It's only then that I realize that I don't have any shoes on and something has to be truly wrong. I swear, it it looks like I'm seeing a mirage. I'm hungry though. I quickly go into my house, add some butter to my skillet, crack some eggs over the skillet and test my theory. I place a lid over the skillet, leave it on the asphalt. Sure enough, after a few minutes, the eggs are cooking. I added some cooked turkey to it. This is nuts. It was fantastic weather two days ago. And now it's hotter than the Sahara. Seriously, what is going on? After about 20 minutes or so, I flip the eggs and the turkey slices, and it looks like I've got a hearty breakfast. (laughs) My neighbor Ruby looks out the window. She laughs hysterically and asks what the hell I'm doing outside right now. Her husband hears her, comes over to take a look, and then he laughs as well. I tell them, what does it look like? I'm making breakfast. Do you want some? They say sure, and I walk over. (laughs) Now before I give them any food, I tell them not so fast. Do you know anything about what's going on right now? I still can't use my phone or run my water, or really do anything. Ruby tells me nothing's working for her either. Alessandro, Ruby's husband, seems a little shifty. He seems like he knows something but is afraid to say anything. That's how he's always been, but now he seems even more shifty. I know that he's an astrophysicist and ex-astronaut. After a little more coaxing, he says, Come in, I've got something I need to show you. He quickly grabs some of the food off my skillet, scarfs it down, and leads me into his workroom. It's got this planetarium. The planets are aligned a little differently, though. They aren't in the regular formation. Alessandro glances over and notices my astonishment and starts to talk. He tells me about this ancient Egyptian book that he's been reading, about this god named Ra and the revenge he would have on humanity at certain points in time. Ra would have his revenge because the people would neglect him and find fascination with a new deity, themselves. He tells me the book tells of a time when the earth would get hotter all of a sudden, where it would be day for several months before the world plunged into darkness, where mere mortal technologies, advanced though they may be, would cease to function, and humans would find themselves back in the Dark Ages. I'm already thinking that Alessandro is crazy, but I let him continue. I've got no other options, and plus, Alessandro is a genius. (laughs) He works for a space agency. Alessandro says that everything is lining up and making sense. First, we've got this crazy plague that takes over the world. Then we've got this sudden rise in temperatures. And finally, it's been day for about a day and a half now, 
He predicts that it will be like this for several months. He motions me over to his notes. He's got quite a bit scribbled on his notepad. He says that this is the chatter I've picked up for the last few months. The chatter's been rising about a potential massive solar flare that would disrupt life as we knew it. I think back to the other day, when me, Billy, and the others went for lunch at Jimmy's house, the classic American Fair Cafe, and I heard on the television about some interesting solar activity that should take place over the next few days. Was this what she was talking about? This is the interesting solar activity that she talked about for only a minute or so? It seems to me like they could have expounded on it a bit more, but no, they had to cut away to do an interview with Schnooky from the Jersey Beach, a reality show about these idiots focused on drama, working out, doing their laundry, and tanning. Alessandro snaps me out of my reverie and tells me, Look here, the chatter has been increasing of the potential effects of this solar flare. I ask, Solar flare? Really, that's what you think this is? He says, No, son. That's what many of my colleagues have been talking about over the past couple months. They've been talking about it more each day. See, I don't know if you know about sunspots, but there are these small, dark, cool patches that a keen astronomer could see on the face of the sun. We don't know exactly what causes them, but we do know they occur due to friction with the sun's magnetic field. See, solar flares and these bursts of plasma... They take place by these sunspots. The more sunspots there are, the more solar activity there is overall. But you see, over the past couple of months, my colleagues have been recording more solar activity. I didn't really pay much attention to them, because I was focused on another project, looking for water on alien planets. But, I've been taking notes. He points to a few notebooks stacked up on top of each other, and goes right back to explaining the situation. He says, Every decade or so, the sun's magnetic field wholly flips, and what's north becomes south, and what's south becomes north. It goes from minimal activity to maximum activity, and that is where we see these huge increases in sunspots. Time and time again, this has happened for decades, and the solar activity recedes as this transition happens, I mean, Christ almighty, did you know that scientists have been looking at these cycles since the 1700s? And we've been recorded a solar maximum about 10 years ago. Yet this time, something is strange. We're on the the 25th solar cycle, but we're not hitting a solar maximum. In fact, we've surpassed the previous solar maximas and are at a much higher level. It didn't seem like too much cause for concern. We've been seeing these cycles for some time now. But as you can plainly see outside, this solar cycle is quite different. The sun will typically hurl a storm of highly energized particles through space during this solar cycle. These highly energized particles are very dangerous and can disrupt electronics and power grids. But like I said, we've been experiencing and observing this phenomena since the 1700s. We've never had a cause for concern. I'm entranced. Not because I'm a space geek, but because I've never expected my neighbor to be so immersed in many aspects of space. I ask him, why? 
He scratches his bald head and responds, Well, you might know that the Earth's magnetic field has defenses against solar storms and can keep the planet secure. But if a solar storm is too robust, if it is too strong, these powerful particles will come through like invisible winds and destroy these defenses. A genuinely robust solar storm can potentially eliminate power for billions of people. Then, his face turns into a pale and ashen color, and he says, What's even worse than that? And it gets worse. He points up. Up there in orbit, it can get even more pernicious. It can take our GPS and telecommunications infrastructure up in space. These solar winds can come in with their charged particles and truly fry these electronics just like you fried those delicious eggs. He starts hyperventilating a bit and starts to tell me about the fact that it would destroy the lives of many astronauts up in space right now and they would have no way to navigate or control their ship. From resupplying at the International Space Station to other forms of survival up there, it would all end quickly. Alessandro kept going. These solar winds are so dangerous that they could create massive amounts of radiation that will severely damage our health. But why is it acting like this right now? I ask. Alessandro says, I have no heavenly idea. We have had to deal with smaller storms over for several years now, but did you know that we had to ground some flights due to these solar maxima? The Swedes had to ground some flights in 2015 because of a solar flare that interrupted their flight radar system. You might not have heard about the geomagnetic storm that affected millions of people in 1989, a storm that took out power for over 4 million people in Canada. Our current solar storm seems to be the worst one on record so far. It's only clicking now. Even within my own mind, I didn't really grasp the severity of the situation until now. The losses that will take place are countless. I estimate over 4 trillion in losses will occur within this year, from lives lost to transaction disruptions and even general economic activity. If this is what I think it is, and it's not your regular solar cycle that occurs every decade, then I fear it's an extreme outlier. Your internet, your power grid, satellite communications, and general advanced technological infrastructure as you know it is no more. Life as you knew it will be no more. The sun is thought of as a sphere of life. It gives sustenance to all, from vitamins through its rays to photosynthesis and plants. It's now turned into this sphere of destruction. If I'm right, we can notice DNA mutations and extreme disruptions in our ecosystem due to these highly charged particles. His words shook me to the core, but he also literally shook me. <laughs> he said, Think about nuclear reactors and the various consequences. It will be dire, he screamed. Dire! Then, I lost consciousness. I fainted. That world seemed like a dream. A paradise. Things would not be the same. There would be a new normal every few years as our living situation became worse, and the world devolved into a wasteland. Scarcity and strife? It would follow, and anarchy ruled the day. Neighbors turned against each other. 
those who suffered from mental illness could not cope and quickly gave up hope. Many perished. A new mutation of humans have come to the fore. They've embraced the uncertainty and chaos that reigns. They seek comfort in this new hellish landscape that we used to call Earth. These mutant humans, they're minor in number, but they rule the new lands. They know not of the customs of humans of old, but only know the power of brute force. So that was Descendants of Tomorrow by Dark Horse Tales, a friend of the channel who has a lot of stories that I've narrated. Thank you very much to Dark Horse for sending that my way. Good story. Really cool premise. Really cool build-up. A lot of it. So, I liked it. Thank you. If you all enjoyed it, please do consider subscribing to the channel, hitting that bell icon, joining the channel memberships if you choose, all that, you know, good stuff. Follow me on social media. Really quick, I wanted to say thank you to Anita C. for being my newest patron. She joined on the $10 tier, which means she gets all these videos, early access to audio format, and she will be getting an exclusive poster that can only be achieved at this point in time by getting a, by becoming a patron. $10 or $20, whatever. I'm trying to say words and they're not working right. Um, yeah, so she will have that poster here very soon. And it'll be 20 by 30 and it's going to look really good. I posted it in my community tab a while back. You know, it's all good stuff. Anyway. All right, friends, I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope I will see you on the next video. But until then, sleep well.